Hey everyone, Phil here, and I just wanted to let you know up front, there were some audio issues with this episode, there was some echo, you'll hear it, uh, I got over it, hopefully you will too. Anyway, thanks for bearing with us, let's get on with the show. This week, white people call the cops on white people for some white people shit, and in a shocking twist, a Mississippi state senator says something racist. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Welcome to another exciting remote edition of the Fake Outrage Report. My name is Phil Causey, and with me, as always, is the browner and better educated and just got back from the park at 9 o'clock at night, Sandeep Sen. Oh, that's right. Uh, hitting tennis balls against the wall. It's time to be outside, guys. Now, are, are you, um, do you not have a tennis buddy? Is that because of COVID, or did you just not have anyone tonight? Tennis courts aren't open in New York City, as far as I know. Really? Because um, you have... think that would count as social distancing, because you're literally 50 feet away from... <laughs> It's I mean, you're, you're touching the same ball, I suppose, but this is, you know, I, we're in phase two or whatever, and I feel like tennis should And be if anyone knows a thing or two about touching the same ball, it's Sandeep Sen. Am I that's right? right? Okay. Uh, that's that. We don't need hack homophobic jokes at this early in the show. Do, do we? Love. I don't yeah. think that was homophobic. I thought it was his own balls. Is that yeah, maybe it's his own balls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I am, Dude, I'm losing my goddamn mind out here in the woods. I am just drinking. I am... Uh, Playing video games. Yeah, Phil, you're getting you're getting curmudgeonly. I, I told Phil last night that I went to Comedy Fight Club, our our favorite uh, mm-hmm. fight club, I guess, and uh, it was on a rooftop. And I just yeah. texted this to Phil, and then Phil gave me a get off your my lawn text, which is, well, I just feel like these rooftops are selfish. And I'm oh, like, oh, I feel like anybody who's doing trying to actually do live comedy right now is selfish and reckless. I, I genuinely yeah, you feel see that, that? You see, this is yeah. outdoors on a rooftop. Yeah. It, anyway, I don't know if it, you're, you're the Brooklyn, Connecticut's rubbing off on you nicely. That's right. Brooklyn, Connecticut. Anyway, let's bring in our third voice. You're going to hear our guest today. Uh, one of my favorite people, John Moses. Welcome to the show. How are you, man? Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. That's right, man. All right. We always take a minute to introduce our guests up front. And you, you have a lot going on. You're a guy that does a lot. Um, so you, I understand you do the Fight Stories podcast. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we've been recording uh, episodes throughout and we're going to start releasing them. For a third season, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, so, and so that show, it's about um, people who've been in fights, pretty much. Like, Yeah, basically, nice. we, like, we yeah. introduce, uh, or we'll talk to, like, professional fighters. We've had, like, some UFC champs, Ken mm-hmm. Shamrock. We've had some boxing champs. Badass. Uh, Vinny Paz, a bunch of NHL tough guys. But then we just, in, we, we interview regular old, like, street warrior, tough guys at the bar, mm-hmm. comics, guys who've gotten their ass kicked. <laughs> single moms that'd be my category the uh guys have gotten their ass kicked a few times yeah with the comics it <laughs> usually falls under that under that side of it right yeah but like the tag is everybody's got a fight story so so that's we just want right. to hear of all types of fight stories that's that's the podcast i love that's a great concept that's a great podcast yeah i yeah. Still love that um also you used to do a project called one mo minute uh, i do want to say i do miss that i, I missed that you you uh haven't i feel like i haven't seen those in a while yeah, you know what happened? Like, at yeah. first, I was getting a ton of, like, you know, action on them, like 70,000 yeah. views and a yeah. ton of shares. And, you know, DL Hughley was pumping a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Facebook up and changed the uh, algorithm. Yeah, and you got you to gotta do those and put them on TikTok. Because I feel like you were ahead of your time with that. Because that would, the yeah. one-minute clips, that's the thing now, is the 15-second and the one-minute things. You know what? It's a good writing exercise, too. So that's, a, you know what? I'm writing that down on the list of things that don't get done. 
There we go. And also, I do want to mention, you made a Hartford Yard Goats joke in one of those episodes, and I'm from Connecticut, so that that felt personal to me. That was fucking awesome. I, I, so big fan of that, for sure. Um, and then you, you're, you're, you're like a... Because we have all different levels of comics on this show. You're a guy who's yeah. actually toured and hit, have albums out and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one, one of them is called Upper Middle Trash, which yeah. is one of the best album titles ever because like, yeah, yeah, i'm I, from kind of a white rednecky area so i i relate yeah. to that shit yeah, yeah yeah that i was pretty delighted with that title yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, i mean my, my my dad's like a teacher he's got a decent level of education both of my sisters have you know gone on to achieve some level of education and success but it mm-hmm. was like a real hard road getting there and uh just like a lot of white trash scenes like i i stepped over you know, when I was a kid, I stepped over my own drunk, naked aunt as she was passed out on my bathroom floor to brush my teeth. Was that like a, for the holidays? Like, was that Thanksgiving or something? Or was that yeah, just like... it was just like a school day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember not being that alarmed. Like, the only thing that thought, like, went through my head was, oh, better not step on her. And, like, I just stepped over her. Like, so that was like a level of normalcy. Was she face down or face up? Because I, I feel like that, that's important. Down, down. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. She's dead now. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Well, hopefully she was still breathing when that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the day she died. <laughs> All right. So speaking of white trash, I think it's time to get into our first story. Um, oh, yeah. We got to. Oh, wait. You know what, Sandy? Both of our stories are kind of white trashy. Do you want to do mine and then go back to the States? Or do you want to? Um, let's, you know what? Let, let, let's do mine first because it's, it's uh, I'm drinking and I don't want to be too inebriated by the time I get to do mine. So let's, we're going to start overseas with uh, one of our favorite sources. Well, that's a, that's a. A total white trash reason, upper white trash reason to want us to do your story first. Yeah, I feel like this is. Yeah, last playing the part. This is this is the perfect podcast for you. Indeed. Like, well, I mean, it, I, it, <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, drinking, so, by the way, what what sort of what's oh, the white trash? I, I just I just took a seltzer and poured a couple shots of uh, vanilla flavored vodka into it, and uh, wow, that is why that is so on brand. I am <laughs> this is so yeah. perfect for this. Our stories are perfect for the. I'm vibe. off for the goddamn races with this for He's, sure. Uh, uh, He's try. It's like it's like the the upper middle trash version of White Claw. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the poor man's White Claw, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we're gonna go to the UK and then we're gonna come back to America after, as we've done many times in the show before. This is from Scotland. And so what happened was uh, a bunch of uh, bikers, and when I say bikers, I don't mean cyclists. I mean like motorcycle, like biker bikers. Um. They went camping. And they went camping at a fairly well-known memorial site for soldiers uh, known as the Commando Memorial, located in Speenbridge, Scotland, a town of 500 people. So this is some rural-ass outrage we got going on right here. Yeah, the, uh, the soldiers are not wearing underwear. That's why. You, <laughs> the yeah, they're, memorial. they're drinking uh, white trash drinks, too, out there, whatever that is. I don't, I don't know what a white trash UK drink would be, but. You know, whatever that is. And so anyway, the locals are pissed off that these uh, bikers are camping on this uh, this memorial grounds. They're saying that it is disrespectful to the soldiers uh, to the point where they got so upset that they actually called the cops on them. They called the cops. And I, I just, I love this specific part of the story because th- this just goes to show you how cops operate in the rest of the world. <laughs> like someone called the cops on these guys who were camping in this memorial and the cops put out a statement saying like, oh, yeah, we, we talked to them. And uh, they said they're going to leave in the morning. And we told them they had to clean up after themselves. <laughs> yeah. So camping. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, they talked to us and they said they're camping. It's a story of white people calling the cops on other white people. Like, I just, <laughs> what a dream for America to aspire to. Yeah, and it's, it's even whiter because they called, white people called cops on white people because they were camping, too. I mean, yeah. you know, the activity yeah. is super white. That's yeah. white, white to the third power. This is yeah. about yeah, as Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. And they also, a third group of white, then they also got called for playing ultimate frisbee. And so the <laughs> cops had to come. Yeah, they're practicing their disc golf stroke to do the memorial. Um, no, and the thing is, like, imagine if this happened in America. Like, these people would be getting, like, 15 years, and the nightsticks would have come out. You know what I mean? Like, but in there, they literally just walked up and politely said, like, oh, yeah, do what you got to do. Just leave in the morning. <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious. What better way to honor soldiers than by camping on the yeah. grounds? That's that's what the soldiers did. Yeah. Just like the soldiers do, except for the killing. Yeah, well, who knows, you know? If people complain too much, you know, it's bikers. I don't understand, like, how bikers got so entangled in law enforcement love and support like it seems like in the last five years mm -hmm. like all the bikers have now really gotten this patriotic like we love the police and i thought i thought you guys were fucking renegades at least here in america like there there seems to be a little separation you know yeah, no, I agree with you there. And it's funny, I'm out in like a rural place out in New England now. And you know what? I didn't think of it until you just said that, John. Because I ride around here in my Jeep and I see a lot of dudes who are decked out in leather who have like Blue Lives Matter flags on the back of their car right next to the Confederate flag, which is supposed to be a rebel flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel like 10 years ago, they were always like, fuck the police. Like I associate bikers with Hell's Angels and Hell's Angels and cops don't fucking mix. <laughs> Yeah, now you yeah. got all these wild hogs who are also fucking ultra patriots, you know? Yeah, that, that is kind of strange. It, it, it actually, you know what? That Yeah, you're right. And also, too, these people, back to the Scotland thing, I, I imagine that biker gangs, quote-unquote, in Scotland are slightly different than they are here. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're probably a little more polite, you know? Yeah, they did look a little, uh, they did look a little more weekend warrior, for sure. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just imagine that, that like the, this, this, and by the way, this story comes to us from the sun, which is like a shitty tabloidy British fucking news. Oh, it must have been a slow day. Yeah. We are it's, so jealous of our <laughs> deterioration over here. Yeah. It's like, what's that? New York's on fire. Oh, kick ass. You know, I wish London was that bad. So I'd something to write about. All right. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. And so, yeah, I just imagine this conversation was just like, like a very polite cop. And then, like, the leader of the biker gang, like, walked out and, like, offered him, like, whatever they were cooking while they were camping. And, like, they just chatted for three minutes. And, like, that's the news story. And, like, yeah. the son's trying to blow this up like it's this big fucking thing. Like, that's kind of what, what, I, what I feel like happened here. Um, anyway, I do want to share one quote before I do my ruling on here. One of the locals said uh, that these people are absolutely vile people. How disrespectful to the commandos who fought wars to save their freedom. Unquote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, right, right. So it's, they, you know, they oh, do right. that there too, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're using their freedom to exactly. camp. To I go know. camping. They should uh, know if only our we were here, if only our ancestors didn't fight the war, so these fuckers could be under control. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'd be like, "Hey, man, we wanted you guys to be able to camp anywhere. We don't give a fuck." Exactly. That's the thing is that like I feel like their intent in camping there was just because they wanted a place to camp. They weren't actively being like, "Yeah, we're gonna camp there because fuck those soldiers." You know, fuck those commandos. Like, that's not the intent at all, I guarantee. They were just dudes camping right outside of a town of 500 people, which, by the way, is fucking super rural. Like, And I, if I'm, anything, if yeah. anything, they were like, ah, oh, there are some soldiers. Like, you know, this is like sacred lands. Like, by the time they got there and figured it out, and they were like, oh, who really gives a fuck? Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, exactly. Like, no one here is hurting anybody. So, yeah, uh, fake outrage for this one for me. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's my vote if I didn't tip my hand four times already earlier. Yeah, I mean, life's got to be going uh, pretty fucking good. Every, all the other boxes have got to be getting ticked pretty heavy <laughs> for this to, to make you furious. I mean, is coronavirus, like, totally under control over there? Like, what's going on? I guess. To have that whole story run and not even mention coronavirus, to me, is incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So fake average for that one. Sound deep. Obviously. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't understand how the soldiers would be upset that you're camping. <laughs> the soldiers would be the first ones that would join you for the camp. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely coronavirus, obviously in the EU, it's under control and it's very evident just by this, uh, by this story. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's They've already moved on to getting angry at bikers who are at super nice, apparently really nice bikers who share their food and, <laughs> yeah, in the hypothetical nice, I created, these are the yes. nicest bikers I've ever heard of. They're like actual, like they're just actual bike. They're like our version of uh, bikers without the motor. You know, just bicyclists. They're, yeah, they just seem like a band of bicyclists. Nice dudes. All right, so moving along, we're gonna go back to the states now. Now, sound deep. We we're gonna go to some some uh some some real white trash shit. Uh, this is real. Right you now. know, this is. I think I feel like this today's story is a good microcosm of what America's like in the world. The world has, okay. is they're having they're having polite bikers camp, and in America, um, th this story comes to us from Mississippi, where a state senator and election commissioner named Gay Gail Welch of Jones County posted on social media uh, on purpose I, the following Facebook post: "I'm an election commissioner in Jones County. I'm worried about voter registration in Mississippi." The blacks are having lots of events for voter registration. <laughs> People in Mississippi have to get involved too. The blacks I, I thought, are the voting and people have to get involved too. Know, Unlike blacks, the people of Mississippi. It's fucking amazing. Thank you for all that you do. That was her. She posted this on Facebook out loud. Dude, we can, we can read. We can read this. There are so many things that are wrong. Here's the thing. We, you know, we're not normally a, a political type show, but this one jumped out at Sandeep and he sent it to me and I was like, fuck yeah, we're doing this. Um, no, we're not normally political type shows, but as Phil, we always say, we always do like B and C level news stories. And yeah. somehow this is a B or C level story. Yeah, I bet you, our listeners, you hadn't heard of this. I yeah. mean, this happened two days ago or three days ago. And it's not like, it's like reported on like random several several sites but nothing big like no like cnn you'd think msnbc would do an entire hour on this in their right. morning joe you know MSNBC's like my jam now i've, I've <laughs> totally abandoned cnn i'm just ah, i just can't do it yeah this was some um, random upper white trash person saying this i would be like oh, whatever it's not but this is an elected official she's a state senator uh, and she is a, she's an election commissioner I and just love the wording of her, it. How, yeah, her apology was even fucking crazy. It was hilarious. Like, it was like, did, Wait, don't you take, like, she was really not aware of the problem. Of, right. Like, even that sentence just didn't seem to. What happened well, with that? Well, let's get to her apology. So she tried okay. to defend her statement, and she's like, that she was, his, she's like, this was a big mistake. I realized I could have worded things a little better. <laughs> this was based on my frustration. A little. Over the past few years on low voter turnout, we always in the past had whites really participating in registering to vote. Jeez. So many people don't seem to be concerned about voting. I was just trying to strike a match under people and get them to vote, to get everybody to vote. It's not intended to be anything. Oh, but it is. What? Clearly. You're trying to light my edge under white people by saying black people are voting. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and she's still like not yeah, really yeah, yeah. understanding. 
And the um, fact that it was supposed to be a private message, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. She also, that was a good point. She also said I, randomly, she's like, this was meant to be private message. She posted this on Facebook. What does that even mean? Oh, like so she, she meant to do it in Facebook chat. Yeah. To she friend. meant to send it to Messenger, but she accidentally put it in her status bar. Well, That's I pretty think we can be funny. decently confident that she doesn't drop M bombs. <laughs> she thought it was private, you know, like the blacks. Actually, yeah. You know what? <laughs> That'd be even funnier if, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go with funnier. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funnier if there was an N-word. We, we would have heard about it if that if that would have if that would have popped up. You know? Yeah. Oh my god. This that, is a classic this... example of when you keep digging yourself a bigger hole. She's like, no, no, I wasn't being racist. I was just trying to get white people to vote. I was just trying to <laughs> people, people, by, people. But it was people by threatening that black people are voting. And then she's like, no, no, I was I was meant to send that as a private message. I'm only racist in my private message. Have you guys seen uh, three billboards? I forget the rest of the title. Three oh, billboards. it's like in misery in, in, or something, misery, right? Or something. Yeah, no, I haven't. I love that. I love that that movie because I think it really does give you like a little window into people in the middle of the country. Like the woman yeah. is dropping n words left, right, and center, and but she's like on the right side of like all of the political issues. And then the <laughs> cop was like, "You can't say that here," but he's already shot and killed a black guy. Like yeah. in the backstory, you know, like it's just <laughs> such a an interesting crosshair, you know. Well, I experience a lot of that because I'm, I'm out in, you know, rural New England. I have friends who are, you know, very left on most like economic political issues, but they drop the N word like a comma. <laughs> it's like every other word. It's like, what the fuck? Like, this doesn't even make sense. But it, yeah, no, those people do exist by like the hundreds yeah. and the thousands. Like that's, that's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. a. I would a, probably, yeah. I would venture to say millions. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, as long as they're voting for Biden. <laughs> yeah. You know what this reminded me of? Did, did you guys ever see the really bad Chris Rock movie called Head of State? From yes, like, I did. Okay, do you know that scene near the end where they, they say, this is pre-Obama, by the way, where they say, like, you know, it might happen. We might actually get the first black president. And then they just cut to, like, a bunch of people all li- literally running out of their houses to go vote. Like, like that, that's what this she was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, so oh. funny. Yeah, that's pretty much where it's at. Um, Sandy, is there any more details on this? Uh... You know, normally in the fake outrage report, we post these small stories that are causing mm-hmm. an outsized amount of outrage for the yeah. stupidity of them. And this is a weird story because it's the it's it's the opposite. Like this was a state senator, so she's an elected official. Yeah, saying this and then like issuing some weak ass weird defense slash apology. And it wasn't picked up much. I, this is like a bigger story that that is smallened now, maybe because of coronavirus. So I, I thought it was an interesting. It was. It was it's also weird. crazy. Like, did you guys hear that story a couple of weeks ago? Maybe it was last week. That in Kentucky they they shut down like a ton of um, uh, voter registration booths or just voting booths. Yeah, they did that in Georgia because too. of coronavirus. You know, mm-hmm. so basically 600,000 people had to vote in two stations and it just like kind of went off without a hiccup. I guess it was it was a primary, so it didn't matter that much and it's already <laughs> been decided. But, you know, these types of these types of sneaky little tricks. Kentucky was the, the contested primary. That was the one I follow politics fairly closely. You wouldn't right. tell from this show, but it was the um, the activist guy. Booker, I think his name was Charles Booker versus McGrath, Amy McGrath. And it was like a very tight primary. And so, yeah, that probably, that that fucked somebody up. I don't know who it fucked up, but one of them got probably not McGrath because she won. Yeah. And the other dude's black. And it seemed like they were trying to funnel a bunch of black people into the other. Wow. (laughs) They funnel the blacks into the voting booths. I can't believe she said the blacks, this fucking lady that that's, that that's like, 
It's a Republican go-to right now. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I feel like that's not from this generation. Isn't that, like, isn't that one of those things you're not supposed to say as of, like, 1986? (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. That's, you know. (laughs) Unless you're talking about Jack Black's family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're coming over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as, as far as the outrage goes in this one, uh, there's not much discussion, I feel like, Sandeep. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like there's a lack of outrage. Like, there there's should be some outrage. Total yeah. real outrage and not yeah. not weirdly muted outrage. There, but this is, I can't believe You it. know what? We're going to send this to a bunch of our Uber uh, Femme Black Lives Matter comic friends tonight, and there will be outrage by tomorrow morning. <laughs> We can make it happen on Facebook. Um, Yeah, it was like a weirdly short story, even in the New York Post, and then otherwise it was just like, like sort of like random website. That is fucking crazy. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, Obviously, legit outrage. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think that's a pretty, pretty slam dunk of a case right there. Um, Unless you guys have anything else to say about it, unless you disagree, and you, (laughs) you know, I was trying to think like, all right. Could, could, you know, could she not have meant it or did she not? But I, then I'm like reading her defenses and I'm like, no, you, you, you were trying to get white people to vote by saying the blacks are voting. And she just inferred that people need to get involved too, meaning that like the blacks. The black yeah, people. I, I can people. see, okay, like, I can oh, yeah, see yeah. someone misspeaking there. I can, I can, but the, the basic message, first of all, it wasn't a private message. She posted it on her public status. And uh, yeah, that was. I'm trying to get people to vote by saying the black people are voting. I'm trying to get whites yeah. to vote. Hey, was, you know what? That was in her defense of herself after she had time to think about what she was. In November, thinking. if Mississippi goes white in all the local elections and goes Republican, we will know if that strategy was successful or not. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's fucking yeah. Also, she's just figuring out how to use Facebook, like, you know, <laughs> differentiating between messages and statuses. You know? Exactly. What a fucking fumbler. Fucking fumbler. Oh, well, we're going to fumble towards the end here. Obviously, legit outrage in that one. Um, now, this is where we get to the part we ask our guest, John Moses. Is there anything that you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on? Ah, man, there's so many. You guys aren't political, and there's just so many. No, you can do um, political. We don't give a shit. I mean, it's... Okay, hold on, then. Let me just, let me just change... Let me just change my wife's name so she doesn't get fired from her job. A little, <laughs> a little late. <laughs> Oh man. It's funny you're mentioning that because I was thinking about like applying for jobs because I'm laid off right now because of the whole Corona thing. And yeah. it's like, am, I might have to like get a different name because I have so much crazy shit posted online from, cause the thing is I, I've been union for a while. So like I can just do whatever outside of work oh, and it doesn't gotcha. matter. So the thing is like, I'm going to have to either scrub all my socials or I'm going to have to literally just change my name so people because if you google my name you come up with some crazy fucking probably sexist tweets and then there's this fucking podcast like there's you know eh. oh yeah so i understand the pain of like oh shit let's keep that the two worlds separated yeah on my second album i have a track called i'm racist so (laughs) i feel feel like there wasn't a lot of good foresight on that one um So anyway, uh, yeah. legit out. Okay, so outrage. The the fake outrage is like the mass people complaining about their rights um, on the left side, and then just the lack of outrage over all of these fucking recent shootings that have sort of gone up, you know, in major cities that are under protest, and like mm-hmm. just mums the word on all of that. Like nobody's even mentioned. No, when you say shootings, do you mean um, authority on? 
like civilian or do you mean civilian on civilian? Like what, what specifically? Yeah, civili- you mean? civilian on civilian. There, there, there's been like a lot, there's been an uptick on shootings in like New York, Chicago, Atlanta, you know, to the point where the Atlanta city mayor came out and was like, Hey, listen, 10 people were shot over the weekend. This is not the Atlantic P- the Atlanta PD's fault. Like, well, crime, crime is generally yeah. up. Um, I mean, that's just regardless of, uh, you know, what's going on politically, anytime there's high unemployment, it's always immediately followed by the crime rate spiking because, you know, people become more poor and when people become more poor, they do poor, desperate people shit. I think so. Well, I, I yeah. think, I think there's that. I think there's, um, I think it's pandemic. I think, you know, it's also crime goes up in a heat wave, but I do also think that there are some people who are taking advantage of the situation of um, taking advantage of the fact that sort of police are being held at bay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For all of this, like, yeah. fucking unfund the police shit that's going down. You have these people, you know, yeah. carrying out this shit in the wake of all of that. And it's just the worst possible fucking timing all the way around. And, and everybody's silent on it, you know? Well, yeah, you know, you're right. There's never been a better time to commit crimes True. <laughs> than fucking right now. <laughs> but you know, I think you you definitely make a really solid point there. Um, and yeah, the whole fucking the defund the police thing. I mean, I'm on the left politically, and I think those yeah. people are fucking nuts. Like, and most most rational people do think that way. By the way, yeah, you know? I think so. It, first of all, it was just it was such a bad it was such a bad naming. Like, if especially like on the heels yeah. of Minneapolis being like, we're gonna disband the police department, and then even then, like you find out that Trenton. New Jersey did the same thing. Or not Trenton, it was uh, Camden. Camden, They did that. And it's not like they don't have a police department. They just dismantled the, as it was constituted, and then like a county police department came in and they've been much more (laughs) community-oriented. If you explained that, then I feel like it would be a bigger thing. But you've got a bunch of people out there raging, fuck the police, we don't need any police. And it's, you know, it's like, look, this is what happens when you don't get any police. You get mayhem, you know? A hundred percent. And that's, that's the thing is that people are feeling uh, not to steal the right winger terminology, but people are feeling emboldened right now. Right. You know, they are because the, the cops are, first of all, everyone's disrespecting them and not giving a shit, but also at the same time, the, the ones who, who are there are busy, you know, putting up barricades and helping out with these protest marches because and again, these protests aren't over. Like they're still going on like every day in the major cities. Right. Yeah, no. you know, and I think they should be. And it, the crazy yeah, thing yeah. is, it's like, I totally, um, you know, I'm against, like, the looting, the violence, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But it seems like that's the thing that has brought on the change. You know, like, cities are burning, and then all of a sudden, Walmart's like, uh, maybe we shouldn't lock up the black hair products anymore. <laughs> you know? Oh, like, we did a story on that, Sandeep. We did a story about, about a year ago <laughs> right. with, uh, Bill, with Bill Schaefer, my, 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 one of my good friends, Bill Schaefer, where, yeah. where there was outrage in, I think it was Long Island, where it was like all the white hair care products were on like the nice lit up shelf and like the display and all like the black ones were in like the locked fucking case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're upset about the it. The fact that that's a policy, you know? Yeah, I know. And it's, well, the thing too is that I think you make a good point. I've had a lot of conversation slash arguments with some of my more like quote unquote woke lefty radical friends about this where yeah you know they make a good point where it's like people are now are saying like oh why don't you peacefully protest it's like well when people did peacefully protest you just tried to shut them down 
don't tell them they were it's stupid. usually ignored right like when everybody was yeah. laying down on the street like you're just like you fucking losers yeah or even over, even the know? kneeling thing in the nfl that was a peaceful protest and people pushed right. back on it but now it's like all right if you're not going to listen to our peaceful protests uh then people are going to start burning shit down and so it's like you know what if, if it has to go to that extreme sometimes it does and again i'm not right. someone who condones violence and destruction and vandalism but once in a while you know it you, I mean, you, you gotta get your point squeak, across. You the know? squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Yep, and, exactly. <laughs> those wheels are squeaking. Yeah, well, but, and the thing, um, and the, I think that also uh, that saying holds true with the defund thing you were saying. Those people are the vast minority of people, but they are the squeakiest wheel right now. So, like, that's right. getting traction. And then also, and then also, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rallying point, you know. And I, I made a status about this, but I basically said, like, in sports, you never want to give the other team a quote that they can put on the board and rally around and inspire them. Like we're going to fucking roll over them. They're losers. They shouldn't even be here. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, like all like the, like the eighth seed in the NBA Eastern conference every single year, they, sh- they are losers and they shouldn't be there, but you don't want to give them the quote. Right. And that's oh, fucking to fund the police because you know, fo- yep. you know, Fox is the fear mongering masters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's what they're going to play. You know, it's look, look at them. They want to defund the police everywhere. It's going to be mayhem. It's all going to be burning the cities down. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, you never want to yeah. give them that, but of course there should be more, you know, of course there should be more cash, you know, invested in the community. The, the edu- the, the inequality in education in this country is something that is so coming from Canada is something that is so fucking stark and evident. Like mm-hmm. my wife, when she met my friends, up in Toronto, who are all a bunch of high school dropout goons and lifelong bouncers. <laughs> she was like, I was just really amazed at the vocabulary your friends have, even for being like knuckleheads. And I was like, yeah, because we have a pretty good education system that's available to everybody, you know? Yeah. And meanwhile, I got a buddy who's black, who, who, you know, was, uh, you know, doing some supply teaching in Harlem. And he's like, dude, this fucking, nobody can come out of this come out of this school and do well because it is such an awful education department that, you know, even this, even the, even the good kids, even the really smart kids are going to get dragged through the shit. Right. So those types of, and those types of things are all throughout the system. So I, I totally understand the fury. I don't think it all falls on, you know, police violence and all that stuff, but to fund the police is, is a, uh, is a terrible thing to be screaming right now. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, though, you do you you got to hold them accountable, and it is time for the good cops to rise up. I actually have a there's, fl- yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a friend. I have a, I have a few friends who are cops. One of them just joined the police force, just joined the LAPD, and I texted him this week. I said, "Hey, man, I go, um, you picked a hell of a time to become a cop. You doing okay, man?" And he gave me the coolest response I think I've heard in this whole debate. He's like, honestly, man, this is the best time to become a cop because I can be part of the change and I can be right. part of like the next wave of people who aren't shitheads. And it's like, wow, right. that's right. actually like a really cool thing to say. True. No? Yeah. It's a good perspective. Yeah. Fortunately, you know, you're going to get a lot of guys, you're going to get a lot of b- bad apples, you know, like, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> like how many cops that were out there kneeling, just trying to shush things or like real dick <laughs> or real yeah. fucking bad guys. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah, but, well, um, some of those who are in forces, you know, that's where that song yeah. came from. I think, I think, yeah. you know, I'm not defund the police. I'm like, give the police more money, give every, start them all off at 80 grand a year, make them do four re- years of. Re- reallocate you know, them, reallocate. Be- well, because here's the other thing with cops too, is I, I did a ride along a few years ago um, with a cop run. And nice. a lot of the calls that he had to do were not like typical things you'd think of when you think of cop stuff. It was all like like teen runaways and like all kinds of weird, right. just like weird calls. And the thing is we need to have people that are part of the police force that are specialists who are trained in 
those situations, like, you know, someone where somebody's daughter is fighting with the mom, you know, domestic dispute, whatever, people who can de-escalate those sort of things, right, as opposed to just dudes who are fucking running in, kicking the door, and then fucking having a nightstick out. Right. And I think that defunding is not the right thing. We need to, to reallocate some of the funds to to those sort of specialists. That, that's where I am, anyway. And a ton of shit falls on cops' plates now, right? Like, you know, yeah. all the mental There's so much shit. Exactly. Like, just like, what the fuck do we do with these guys? Yeah, you they know? don't have the training for that, and it's not their fault. You know, right. a lot of them, like, it's like, well, I was a lot, of, a lot of it is is uh you know yeah. back training it's a it's systematically sure. taught poorly i say give them more money make it a four-year program thing really start to attract better people everybody's yeah. got to do four years of jujitsu so that you can <laughs> take a guy down and i love that everybody's yeah. got to do yeah. like some cultural studies or, and like at least get a couple of fucking jay-z albums you know yeah i mean i think it's not defund it's actually increased funding for police. i think so that's what i think uh, right and i i should say i'm a psychiatrist and i i worked for four years where i was going to people's houses in new york oh, wow. severely mentally ill um and delivering medicines and stuff and there were times where many times where i had to call the police to have um someone hospitalized and right. they're not doing well they're not on their medicines and they were just going to be violent and the families needed them out. And I got to say, I, a hundred percent of the time when I called the cops, they, I think they've gotten training and they were, they were really good. I mean, they, oh. they were patients. They, they didn't, you know, come in guns blazing. They really tried to talk to the person. Ultimately though, when someone, when you want someone to do something that they don't want to do, um, you, you need yeah. a, a police type person to actually use force to, to get them to do it. And, right. and I thought the cops did a terrific job first the, on the teams. It was always like really racially mixed. There were women every single time. And they, yeah. and they were, that's um, important when you're trying to talk a, talk to a mental case. You got yeah, like, to like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, try to lure a like You got to try and lure them out with some puss. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that is so fucking awesome. There is training that they, they get, and I hundred percent of the time, whenever I've seen cops interact with the mentally ill, they're they're really good. They're really patient. They're really like calm. They're really trying to de-escalate. That's and actually so like there a is a lot of funding that's being used to train cops well, and that funding's right. being used great. I hate to, I don't understand what people. I don't think people understand when they defund the police. They're getting funding for a lot of the shit that you're wanting Talking them to about do already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, there is, and by the way, know, no fucking social worker is going to get someone hospitalized who's not going to, you need someone to actually then, you know, no, no, like there's a domestic dispute. No fucking social worker is just going to go to some random address where yeah. someone's, where someone's drunk and beating someone. I mean, you need, you need the social worker with the cop, but the cop's still there. You need the cop right. there. Right, right. Right. You need the cop out there and. Luring, lure, getting lured out with some puss. That is, <laughs> that's a great on, place. Like a little dinner bell. Like, come on, yeah, come on, come on. A little carrot on a stick situation. Man, I, I wish there was some puss out here in the woods to get me lured out with. Anyway, that's a great place to end on that lure. Um, this has been, this has been fucking terrific. Anyway, um, email us and tell us about lure us with some posts somewhere the fake outrage report at a gmail.com um follow me at fucking phil that's p-h-u-c-k-i-n underscore p-h-i-l-l sandeep sen is also on there at sandeep spelled with two e's not an i and sandeep sen comic uh john moses where do they find you at uh at sandeep Act comedian John Moses Instagram, John Moses on Twitter, and uh, yeah, you can check out Fight Stories if you're into it. And I am working on a uh, country album in the middle of all of this uh, pandemic. That, that so. is some upper middle trash shit right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that is good stuff. Uh, also, give us five stars if you have a minute right there. But before we go, Sandeep Sen, 
Any parting thoughts? Uh, listen to our podcast because the blacks are listening to it. So <laughs> <laughs> get out and listen. And their lives matter.